0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, Managing Editor at FightfulWrestling.com, here for the Post SmackDown Show. It is May 21st. The show brought to you by our premium service, FightfulSelect.com. For Tier 2 members, we have the uh, Christopher Daniels making a finisher up already. We have the Fightful Wrestling Weekly up already, which I have to add to. And we have some news on why Ziggler versus Kofi at Super Showdown is happening. I'll tell you about it a little bit later on, but If you subscribe to Fightful Select, even if I'm going to run it on the podcast, even if I'm going to uh, uh, post it on Fightful.com, I usually post exclusives there a little bit earlier. They go straight to your inbox. Check out FightfulSelect.com. It is the most direct way to support our independent coverage of pro wrestling. Oh, boy. Smackdown Live. No WWE 24-7 title change. No. I think it was a good move, but we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Alex, how you doing?
1: You know, uh, I'd rather the Bucks hit a shot, but other than that, I'm good.
0: Uh, you know that's that's what I have on to the left of me as yep. well. But yep, yep. Hopefully, we can get Alex to curse really, really well <laughs> on the show.
1: I, oh, I'm not watching. It, it would be torture for me to do the podcast while watching. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, I gotta I say, I admire the dedication Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't, I, I would just space out and just be watching the TV over here <laughs> and You Ask me questions and I wouldn't even respond
0: Well, let's go ahead and get into it, Smackdown Live New Day bring Big E out, but it's some skinny knockoff with ashy knees, Alex
1: Yeah, um, so uh, in all of your, uh, you know, insider uh, scoops Was the show running two minutes slow? What the hell was this? it made no sense I, like it was weird like it, kofi i was thinking to myself oh this is kofi and xavier like playing a prank cuz they're pranksters but they seemed genuinely surprised that that guy was there so who was that guy
0: i don't have a clue i'll find like, out who it was
1: was, was but, but i mean that's fine find out who it actually was but who was he in storyline did big e send him out there to like like rib kofi and xavier that it made zero sense. It was just filler time. Like, Biggie's great. You've, you've got him back on the show. Why are you giving 90 seconds of his promo time to this dude with ashy knees?
0: The real Biggie comes out in a knee brace, big time ovation. Yep. Yeah. They do clarify that he's not cleared to wrestle. Right. They reference Biggie's great Twitter game and Becky Lynch and her mom. Kevin Owens comes out and he's followed by Sami Zayn. And every time, you I, you got to count on it. I want an episode street counter. The WWE wild card rule
1: in effect. Mm-hmm. We, we know. We yeah, know. Here's the thing, though. Like, it's gotten to a point, and it, it will be literally this in about three weeks, where I'm not sure who's on Raw and who's on SmackDown. I'm
0: already at that point. I didn't know what brand Becky was on.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well that, that one's a weird thing because she was on both – because she was both—is she a SmackDown superstar who happens to be carrying the Raw title, or did the fact that she lost the SmackDown title de facto move her to Raw as a and, Raw person? Like and I don't
0: subsequently, know. her use a wild card. Like it, right, it's exactly who knows. Sammy Zayn's complaining about Big E getting a celebration and says that they didn't get one. Mm-hmm. Big E says that he'll get Sammy exactly what Kevin Owens got the other night—nothing. This was some good trolling by the baby faces. Not like bullying it is just good trolling. Sure, good, solid trolling. Kevin just turns around and leaves.
1: I love that he. <laughs> my favorite part of that is turns around and leaves wordlessly, hands his microphone to Sammy, who then double fists microphones for for part of his his rant. Uh, Sammy is really doing such great work in this character. It's thankless, like it really is. Like there's no way this is gonna really get over. But he's doing such a great job with it. He's playing up just the smarmy asshole nature of this character so much. I love it.
0: Kevin leaves. Sami Zayn challenges Kofi to a match tonight. Kofi seems like he accepts. Mm-hmm. Joseph Farley, thank you for the super chat. He says, for a hot minute, I thought the fakey was Otunga. <laughs> <laughs> Most useful Otonga would have been on programming in quite a while. By the way, guys, if you want your statement or question or statement read or question answered on this show, send a super chat. Any amount helps us pay the bills. Helps us pay for our uh, writers and podcasters and podcasters who used to be writers but have met their one year anniversary of not writing. Alex,
1: yeah, it's well. I wanted to make sure it got uh, effectively there because then you know then it becomes like a, a real problem. So it's, <laughs> it's been one it. <laughs> year
0: since you wrote about Sarah Logan's uncle's taters farm.
1: Yes, I know it was it, that was a good one to go out on. If that's truly the last thing I ever write for the okay. website, I'm proud that that was it. The way I hung it up, <laughs> she hasn't
0: been on TV in forever. It's neither incredible.
1: has Ruby and neither has Liv. Man, just like, gonna bl- they broke Man. them up only to never use any of them.
0: It's the heart found or the heart dynasty yeah. uh, curse right there. Ali defeated Andrade, so when I watch this match, I'm thinking, all right, they're building up Andrade as a real threat to the demon Finn Balor. But they weren't because Ali won this. And I'm okay with Ali winning this. But man, but
1: but Andrade looked great in this. He match. sure did. But like, he was brutal. Like, and this is again, is this, this is the this is oh I don't know where they're going with this specifically. But um the fact that you know, everyone was told backstage, including Ali, Ali's winning the Money in the Bank thing, and then we're like, yeah, but we just told you that because we had to hide Brock Lesnar and nobody could know. Um, that's got to be a blow. So maybe it's like, hey, kid, we still have confidence in you. Don't worry, we're not, like, you know, throwing you to the wolves. We're going to get you this win. Um, but I love that Andrade is using a bunch of moves and a bunch of tactics that he would be able to use on Finn Balor, who's roughly Andrade, uh, who's roughly uh, Ali's side. I think that's good. Um, also, I mean, this opens the possibility of Ali getting added to the Intercontinental Title match and it becoming a triple threat match. Would be would be a whole very interesting thing because the Demon's undefeated, so the Demon going into a triple threat match where the Demon doesn't have to get pinned to lose is a whole different uh, you know can of worms, which is all interesting.
0: Yes, uh, I agree. Andrade creamed creamed Ali with a big clothesline. Then he gets a reverse Rana that he eats on the top of the head. That's a move we don't see at all on WWE TV. Just a few years ago,
1: yeah. Oh, when refer- we started this show, we didn't see moves like that. Yeah, no, the 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 the, the those just casual transitional uh, couple minutes into a match uh, poison Ranas as they're called. Um, yeah, you don't see those all the time. I, I remember watching those things. Uh, like in the in the middle of of the of the really fast part of like a lucha underground match, uh, and I was going, whoa, these guys are gonna kill each other, and now it's just like it's just a thing that Ali does to Andrade because you know it's a, it's a SmackDown match, um, but yeah, it, these guys work really really well together. If if by some miracle Andrade comes out of, of Jeddah with uh, if he comes out of sands of time with the intercontinental title. Um, then I I totally need Ali to be his first real challenger.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Ali hit a satellite DDT. When they came back from the break, they're diving all over the place. This seemed like a statement match for Andrade, which was good. Ali gets beaten within an inch of his life. Very, very impressive beatdown from from Ali. I thought he was aggressive and violent. Ali barely made it in for the count. But then Ali wins with a small package. Well, that's definitely not good for the Andrade-Balor match.
1: Right, which is why I'm thinking it makes sense if, there, if it's to add Ali to it. Because Andrade won this match. Mm-hmm. Ali escaped from the match with the win. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's that kind of a thing that, that uh, you know. Uh, and uh, honestly, if, if you followed uh, Ali during assignment 205 Live, he won a lot of matches this way getting beat to death and then winning with some trickery and, fi- and escaping with his life. Uh, this is kind of his brand. Uh, it makes sense. Um, yeah, it doesn't look great uh, for Andrade, but at the same time, he looked really good in the match, uh, and I expect him to do a lot of this kind of stuff to Balor in their match, even if it is only a one-on-one.
0: fun. Backstage, Carmella's trying to track down R-Truth, who is in costume. This was really fun stuff. Truth has misunderstood the rules. He thinks that after seven days, he's going to be able to hold the title forever.
1: Not even that. He thinks after 31 hours, 24 hours, and then seven more... And I like hey,
0: I, you know what? I'm gonna side with our truth here, based on the way that Mick Foley explained the rules last night. Knows, man. He literally said a scramble. That is yeah. how a scramble match ends. You run out of time.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, think they should. Here's the thing: there have been a lot of, um, you know, people up, upset online about the 24/7 thing and how it doesn't make any sense. Why does anybody want it? You have to come out and say something. Like, if you hold this match for, for a month, you get a title shot at something else. If um, uh, at, the, at the stroke of midnight, whoever holds the, holds the, holds the, holds the belt gets $1,000 direct deposited into their bank account. Like, 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 whatever it is. Like, give these guys a reason to want it. I have no idea why anybody wants that watermelon-colored clock. I don't know anybody why anybody wants that. It's a weird deal. Um, but this sure was a lot of fun to watch all the social media stuff between Drake Maverick making uh, wanted posters for R-Truth, R-Truth um, hiding out in the woods. Matt Hardy got rebroken because he was so mad at a camera guy for giving away his hiding spot. All this stuff exists out there in on the internet for you guys to watch. It's a lot of fun. This is exactly what we hoped uh, the 24-7 stuff would be off of TV on TV. It's a lot of the same crap running around and getting pinned backstage, but online, it's all really good stuff.
0: So, uh, this also raised the question, what is Carmela going to do here? Is she going to turn on him? What, what's going on? Yeah. I, I like that, man. It's yes, good.
1: It's it, different. I would say the best thing, very best thing to come out of either season of the mixed match challenge is this wonderful friendship between R Truth and Carmela, this wonderful odd couple thing they've got going on. Uh it's it's perfect. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine them without each other now. And it all came out of just this weird thing, like, hey, we're in the mixed match challenge. And then they of course they won it, but but it was just they were not, you know, a, a team before that. I love the idea before that uh, that Car- that R Truth thought he was gonna pin Carmella to get a title shot out of something. These guys have been great together, uh, these two, forever. And tonight was fun, too.
0: It was a blast. So <laughs> backstage, Carmella's helping R-Truth with his bra. Carmella versus Mandy Rose kind of happens. Kind of. The match loses control very quickly. The disguise doesn't work. Tons of wrestlers chase Carmella and Truth out. They accidentally run into the women's locker room. We also see Zayn looking on, smiling. Gender tries to pin our truth backstage, but I guess truth successfully retains.
1: Yeah, I guess I guess that's that's the way that I mean. Also, uh, the B team attack him, um, and then they they fight over who gets the pin, as though Axel couldn't just let Bo Dallas pin our truth and then himself pin Bo Dallas. Like the rules are not important. It's the fun of the thing. It's the journey. What if the twenty four seven championship was the friends we made along the way? That's what you got to ask yourself.
0: Yeah, I guess. Well, the B team tried to. Uh, <laughs> the B team tried to attack. They yeah. fight amongst each other, Main yeah. Street Posse style, and our truth gets away. So no title change tonight. Yep. Here's a fun fact: every WWE twenty four seven champion so far, at least forty two years old. Yep. It's amazing. So, so as for a second night, I think this is good because it doesn't make it seem like it's going to change every single night. I think that was a good precedent to set. Mm-hmm. As I thought last night was a good precedent to set, Alex.
1: Yeah. Um. Again, it's a it's a it's a thing where I think the, the major fun is going to come now, where you have between Tuesday and and Monday to go through all these crazy shenanigans of, of stuff. I, I, I really expect uh, the title to change hands multiple times between now and next raw. Um, It might wind up back in the hands of our truth by that point, but there's so many things these guys could do when they're out on the road doing live events. Um, I'm really looking forward to all that stuff, all the shenanigans they get to, and they post on their Twitter's.
0: I am too. I want to see how how this works and what they come up with. Big E is found backstage holding his knee, and he says it was Owens. So Mm -hmm. Xavier goes with him. Big E is effectively written off. Now, from a viewership standpoint, do you think Big E is out for a while still, or do you think he
1: comes back next week? Um, Well, I hope he's out for a while because we'll talk about this later, but – I understand Big E being done, but um, Xavier is just hanging out with Big E for now for the rest of the night. So I'm, I'm hoping he got taken to a medical facility and and Xavier went with him because otherwise what happens next doesn't make a lot of sense. But I'm definitely here for the Kevin Owens versus Big E matches that are going to come out of this eventually because I, feel, I have a feeling those two guys could make magic.
0: Kofi goes off on Sami Zayn, but he gets thrown into the steel stairs. We come back to see a superplex from Zayn. But Kofi wins with a mushroom stomp and a trouble in paradise. So much of this match was during the commercial. Yep. So what I covered was the match. That, that was it. That's really all we saw outside right. of the commercial,
1: Alex. Right. I don't like that. I hate it. Drives well, me nuts. Last night, we talked about this. They had a commercial, like – inside the match, just for that Secret Life of Pets thing, where, where, where we, we missed the big high spot, unless you were looking at the tiny screen up on the top of, of Ricochet doing his Fosbury flop. Um uh, So, like, there's got to be a way, Um, and AEW, take note, to fit your commercials around the actual in-ring action. Like, let's not do it that way. It's just not just it looks really bad when you're like hey here we are we're starting this match off oh we gotta go to commercial with that commercial this match ends like that's not good
0: so up next uh Dolph Ziggler comes out but he uses a distraction off of Paul Heyman with the briefcase to do it I love this having Paul Heyman show up even though we know Brock's not there it's a good tease
1: if if Brock had been there then Brock would have cashed in because sure. because as this whole thing is that that's the problem with this is that you use that like you know Heyman's not going to cash in and pin Kofi he can't do that he has to do it for for Brock if Brock was there Brock would be there whatever um I'm I'm fine with that I like I I like the distraction that was used um and then and then we got uh some somebody new somebody we haven't seen on SmackDown in a long time.
0: Since uh, before the Royal Rumble, or the Royal Rumble was Ziggler's last appearance, and before that he hadn't been around for a while. He was on
1: Raw back then, too.
0: Yeah, so Ziggler on SmackDown, he just destroys Kofi Kingston. A fantastic beatdown. Mm -hmm. Kofi sold it just amazingly. It was a stretcher job. Beat the living shit out of this guy. Yeah like I I wouldn't say made him in one night because he's been beaten down so much over 10 years and inconsistent but they they did a lot and Dolph Ziggler would cut a promo and say that should have been me I should have replaced Ali I should have been the darling I should have had the Wrestlemania moment everybody should love me everybody should be happy for me everybody should adore me I loved it, Alex. I, I don't know about you, but it gave reason. It gave purpose. It gave uh, Dolph Ziggler a little bit of an edge. Uh, yeah. It wasn't the same. It should have been me because I steal the show. It right. was, right. I work hard, and there are a lot of parallels between me and this other guy, and right. I want what he had. And
1: he didn't sugarcoat it. That's what he wanted. Right. Um, I I would have liked an extra wrinkle. Um, maybe, he's, maybe this is down the line. Uh, And he wasn't ready to admit this to himself or to us yet, but I wanted them, him to come out and say, they offered me that spot, but I was off doing my stand up. I was off doing all this other stuff. And I said, no, because really what was, what what was possible? I would just come out there. I get my ass kicked. I I might break a bone or something. I I, I turned them down. And then I watched Kofi do that. That makes sense to me because no, it shouldn't have been you. They didn't offer you that spot. They offered you to Kofi. And, I mean, not to, not to throw out my bona fides, but I have a master's degree in acting because, yes, you can get that. Uh, uh, I'm in debt from my student loans that I got and that I worked as a professional stage actor for, like, 12 years before I hung it up to be a dad. So I know of what I speak. I taught acting for a while. This is bad acting, man. Oh, Just it was really, terrible acting. Really bad acting. Like, and that was the problem with this is, like, I mean okay. I mean you you're
0: I'm I know somebody will be like, oh, "Alex talking about his That's one of the reasons I have him on right. the
1: show." Right. I don't I'm <laughs> not I'm not using it to be like to to be braggy guy, but at least I'm letting you know like I know of what I speak. And there's there's ways of, of delivering this kind of thing without being like, "It should have been me. You will respect me and you will admire me." Like there's ways of doing that. When you're actually speaking, you can actually use your voice to modulate it in different ways. Where you're not like he what what we call that is pressing. He was pressing the whole time. Like he was. I mean, you got it. I hope that guy's getting some herbal tea because he blew out his vocal cords. You got to figure out ways of delivering these lines without really hurting yourself, Dolph.
0: Well, uh, in addition to. Alex's acting experience being a reason that I have him on the show. Him being completely oblivious to Blue Chew segues is another reason I have him on the show. Sure. If you want people to admire you, if you want people to envy you, and if you want to blow them away, (laughs) Blue Chew will make it both easier and a lot harder, if you know what I mean. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Take them any time, day or night, even on a full stomach. Maybe you're called at the drop of a dime. Royal Rumble appearance. Your dick's hard. Doesn't matter. Maybe you got to slide into a slot for Saudi Arabia. Mm. Dick's hard. There you go. BlueChew.com. Yep. They work up to twice as fast as the pill, as I mentioned. Prescribed online. Shipped straight to your door. No in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, no more awkwardness, and you can get them for free when you use that code Fightful, Just pay $5 shipping. Hit them up at GetBlueChew on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Hey, you don't have to have a problem to use BlueChew. It is a performance enhancer. Gives you that extra confidence. Maybe you've had a long day. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you've been out of the game uh, for too long. Maybe you've been in the game too much. Maybe it's worn out like an old catcher's mitt, for the love of God. think think Blue Chew, get ready. BlueChew.com, code FIGHTFUL. So, Alex, as this show went off the air, I had a very trusted source um, tell me that one of the reasons why this was happening is because Kevin Owens informed WWE he didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. Now, I don't know if that means that he's not going to Saudi Arabia, but they said that he informed WWE he didn't want to go. Now, obviously, he's buddies with Sami Zayn.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It would make a lot of sense. Uh, I ran this on FightfulSelect.com. Go over there, subscribe, support. Does this surprise you?
1: Uh, no, I mean, I think that the, the, his connection to Sammy Zayn, the fact that Sammy wouldn't want to go over there, but also they wouldn't allow him over there because of his, uh, Syrian heritage. Uh, that doesn't despise me at all. Kevin Owens, though he plays a bastard on TV is one of the most upstanding dudes you'll find out there. Um, and yeah, maybe he didn't want to do the blood money show to please a dictator. Maybe he didn't want to do that. And that's Great. Maybe, maybe you know if he didn't want to go and and perform at Sands of Time, then that's that's his prerogative, and I I totally respect that. Um, and-,
0: and there will be some people that say, "Well, he went." Well, you know what? So did Daniel Bryan. Yep. So did John Cena. So yep. did Roman Reigns. And he's yep. going again. Right. And it, and they all said that they didn't want to go do Crown Jewel. Yep. So uh, hats off to him, uh, man. And it can't be easy to say that sometimes, based on the amount of money that I hear that they throw out for that. So, yeah, got a lot of respect for him for doing that because it's easy to say that you won't. But when when that check is being waved in front of your face, hey, man, Bailey's backstage. She says she's moved on past the hugs, says that she wants to become Beck or Bailey two belts. Becky says that she'll drop Bailey and that she's going to come for her next after tonight's tag match. We then get the team that I have longed for over the last several weeks, Alex. Mm-hmm. Yes. Charlotte and Lacey Evans, but they lost their first match. Bummer, but I'm
1: okay with it. I mean, well, again, the wildcard rule will always be in effect whenever they choose. I mean, one of them's on SmackDown, one of them's on Raw. I guess they could team together every week. Why not? As long as one of them's using one of the 5, 6, 12 slots they have on the uh, wildcard rule uh that's fine um and l- listen it, it's this is great you know put them together it makes sense um it's just a weird deal that that you have all of these really talented women and you found a, a way to utilize a bunch of them in this money in the bank match um and what you what you've done effectively with this wild card rule is just gone back to the way it was before the brand split where the top of your women's division is like four women and that's it. And they're going to get the spotlight Um, because you can, there's nothing that says that Becky and Lacey can't show up on every SmackDown and Charlotte and Bailey can't show up on every raw. And therefore it's basically, it's a four woman uh, division. And that does, that doesn't, you have Dana Brooke who really proved that she belonged. You have Ember Moon who's still underutilized. I mean, you got, you have to, you have to relegate, Asuka and Kairi Sane into a tag team that can't even, the tag team women's champions can't get it on, even get on TV. They got on TV last night, God bless them, only to lose another, another match. So there's ways, I think, of being able to keep the divisions separate, and that way you allow the other women below them to rise up and actually get a chance to be on TV more.
0: This tag match was all right. Uh, Charlotte and Le-
1: This is the story of The One.
0: Lacey Evans, like I said, a great fit together. Lacey beats down Bailey big time. Uh, does it, I mean I'm not going to pretend she's polished in the ring, but what she does seems pretty good. Yeah, and there's,
1: there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah.
0: Did it seem like to you that Becky did? I, I mean, I'm not correlating it to what I mentioned about her having trouble jumping, but there wasn't as much of that in this set of offense. Maybe second rope stuff, a little bit here and there. But Alex, did you see the clip of her yelling at Billy Kay the other mm-hmm. night?
1: I I I heard about the clip. I did not
0: see it. She goes, Come closer, come closer. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I mean, at least she knows her strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And I hope that that uh they or that she alters her offense accordingly. I think she should be very hard-hitting and Utilize some of that stuff that we that we've seen over the last year. I mean, we didn't see her wrestle a ton over the last year, to be honest with you. She was yeah. more of an attraction. Yeah. So uh, now that we are going to see her wrestle a whole lot more, I would like to see her strengths highlighted. Uh, Charlotte pins Becky, but holds the ropes. A disarmer is applied. Lacey cracks Becky with a punch. Bailey rolls up Charlotte for the win. This is pretty good stuff. Uh, it helped establish Bailey a little bit more.
1: Yeah, no. Ba- Bailey uh, basically being the 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 savior of Becky is interesting. I also uh, I-, I loved uh, the two of them out out there uh, quietly uh, and in a friendly way, trash talking each other while holding up their individual belts. Um, I-, I I like uh, Bailey's insinuation that she'd like to have a match for the Raw Women's Championship soon, so she can be Bailey two belts. I think that, that that's fine too. I I, I like that these two uh, women um, are friends and that they can have a, a, a respectful uh, rivalry from different brands so that when they finally come back together uh, once in a blue moon, uh, they can reignite that as opposed to having it be this the main story that's told throughout the s- several weeks in a row.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. We saw a Triple H Randy Orton video
1: package to promote...
0: Sounds of time.
1: Yep. Um. I'm. What I'm wondering is, like, a lot of that was. It's good. It's, it shows their history, but they have no reason for this match other than the dictator said, "I want to see um, Triple H versus Randy Orton."
0: I don't think that that's what happened. Well, no, I, I don't well, think the, well, the dictator. Well, I don't think they're well, out there requesting
1: no, Randy Orton match. What I'm saying is, um, whatever it is. Um, that might as well be the reason because Triple H and Randy haven't have interacted and and since they were buddy-buddy at SmackDown 1000. Um, so it would be nice to have some storyline reason why these two guys don't like each other and want to beat each other up besides, you know, ancient history.
0: Hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe upwards of seven figures. That's a reason.
1: Sure, but, you know, I, I like having a little story behind my matches.
0: I do too, but I think this is building that story. It's more of a just return to whatever it may be. I mean, they have not had a match in nine years. Right. Yeah. Uh, they they had one on Raw. Gosh, I don't think they've had one on pay-per-view in a decade. I think yeah. the bash, they had like a three stages of hell match um at like like ten years ago, this or next month. So they haven't been working together or against each other a ton. Right. I'm okay with it. Am I going to enjoy it? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I mean, based on the, the work that I've seen out of Triple H and yeah. Randy Orton extended in these types of matches, I doubt it. You know, it's going to be a, you know, we're getting an Indian deathlock in that match. The one yeah, where Triple H walks around and steps over, the one that just brought matches to a screeching halt in 2003. We're getting a lot of limb work here. Oh, yeah, definitely. And there uh, ain't nothing
1: wrong with limb work. BlueChew.com
0: no. code Fightful. That's right. Get your limb working.
1: Yes. Um, we got all those appendages working real stiff. You're damn right. But um, You're damn right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I guess that was the my, my kind of my point with a lot of these matches that are just announced for, uh, for Sands. Of time, whoa, whoa. Is- sands of time. You're not right. allowed to just say it. <laughs> I, I, I was putting in the pause there for effect, but yeah, no sands of time. Is See, gonna- we're even. We're even off like
0: that. I don't know if you notice when the iconics do their little pose gimmick, but Peyton does it much more pronounced than Billy, and it doesn't always mm-hmm. look so good. Right. So we gotta we gotta get on the same
1: page with That's this. True. But yeah, I, no. I agree. For this particular show, <laughs> uh, I would just like. Um, like some brandy challenge triple h to a match and that's why this match is happening that's it could really be quick like say hey hunter i've you know what i kind of want to kick your ass again and there you go that's it it's done the match has, has been made as opposed to just announcing matches is never my preferred way of getting things onto a card
0: yes Backstage, Elias is making excuses about why he lost at Money in the Bank, but said he'll be there for Shane McMahon at Sands of Time. Hmm. Roman Reigns is outside by the trucks, walking into the arena, but Elias is on top of one of them, yeah. singing to him, and Roman can't help but to laugh.
1: Yeah. yeah. I
0: like this. It takes us out of the arena.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. the The, be- the very beginning of the show... Uh, Elias is like, I'm really sorry that I got my uh, my ass beat in 24 seconds. So um, I just want to let you know, I'm going to be in your corner uh, versus Roman uh, at Sands OF TIME. And Shane's like, no, that's cool. I, I really don't need you. But I'm going to be in your corner tonight. And, and Elias is like, okay, boss, whatever you say. Like, I, I, wish, I wish some of these guys had a little bit of self-respect when they're dealing with uh, Shane and the fan.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. Shane is out with Elias. Elias kicks a rope into Roman's nutsack, then posts him. Reigns gets in control after the break, eats a jumping knee. That doesn't really slow him down, though. But when he's about to pin Elias, Shane puts his foot on the ropes. Elias sends Reigns into the stairs, hits a great flying elbow drop. At least this match, I saw even our social media. It's like, why is this happening again? How is Reigns the underdog? I'm like, well, because Shane's out there. That's why. Shane's out there. He's manipulating things. That that gives me enough reason for this to last a little bit longer. Shane hands Elias a guitar, but a spear wins it. That's it. Shane attacks, gets a Superman punch of his own, and Drew McIntyre hits a Claymore on Reigns. So this is just a – this is one night 50-50 booking, but it's like – 33 33 33 booking because yeah. they wedge Drew in there. Yeah. So they, they got to get Shane's heat back after he gets his ass
1: whipped. It's fine if you're going to have Shane be, you know, the mastermind of everything on both shows. But can he just have a team of henchmen who help him out on Raw and a different team of henchmen who help him out on SmackDown? What's Drew doing here? What You couldn't get Shelton Benjamin like so, like. I'm sure there are a bunch of heels aimlessly wandering around the hallways. Put a, put 500 bucks in their bank account, let them be your heel your henchman tonight. I don't understand why why Drew's there. I mean, I guess, you know, he's angry he lost to Roman again, but does this where is this like Roman basically is like, you know, he's facing all these people but the odds, you know, they're they're always forever stacked against him.
0: Yeah. That was SmackDown. It was an okay show. wasn't terrible or anything. It happened. Yeah. Somebody says Roman looked pretty strong. I mean, Roman got knocked out to end
1: the show. Yeah. Hmm. But before that, he looked really strong. Yeah, he did. He looked hey, really guys, strong, and then he looked really weak, because 50-50. Leave us a thumbs up on
0: this video. We are not done, though. Alex, AEW's Double or Nothing is this weekend. Yes, it is. How familiar are you with the roster?
1: I'm trying to go in uh, as blind as possible, so I because I want I want to see where this thing is. I I want to have all the anticipation of all. This. I know who these guys are, but as far as everything, all the machinations leading directly up to this thing, I want to be like surprised by this. I want to go in as a complete novice to to, to 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 experience it the way somebody says, "Hey, I've heard about this AEW thing. I think I'm going to tune into this Double or Nothing and see if they hook in." A person who's, you know, not like laser focused on BTE and on all this other stuff that's going on. I'm interested because I know who these guys are. I've seen their matches, but I'm not like coming in like super informed because I, wanted, I want to run that experiment.
0: Well, before we make our predictions, we got to name the SmackDown MVP. To me, it is the act of our truth and Carmella. Mm-hmm. It was a show. It was a Thing that was woven in and out to help establish this title. I think they did it, and it helped get them over in the process. How about you, Alex?
1: Uh gosh. I mean, hey, you that, can
0: pick the same ones. We don't have to pick different ones.
1: I mean, yeah, I, 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 I think that would be my vote. But I would, lo- I want to try and pick different ones so it's you know at least varied up. I'm going to go <laughs> with um, with uh, Ali, not because he's my favorite, but because that's it, a nice. Um, uh, what, what, what Vince told him, he does the best, better than anybody else. And why he's, pl- he's on SmackDown and not on 205 live is because he gets his ass kicked better than anybody else. And what did he do tonight? He went out there and he got his ass kicked and he and he came away with a win. Like this is what he does. he He always says, you can keep knocking me down, but I'm going to keep getting back up. And that's that's if that's the character you got, that's a great. You were you were getting he was getting chance of Ali Ali Ali. The fact that this guy was again an alternate for the cruiserweight classic, that if some guy from Brazil doesn't have visa issues, you've never heard of Musafa Ali, and he's getting Ali chance on SmackDown Live. That's amazing, and he's, he's, that's worth an MVP vote from me.
0: All Elite Wrestling's Double or Nothing, we're going to have a ton of coverage. This Thursday, I have Making a Finisher, Christopher Daniels, Angels Wings. It's up early on Select for Tier 2 members. We're going to be at StarCast. We're going to be at Double or Nothing. We're all over the place in Las Vegas. I'll be there Thursday morning through the end of Sunday. So if you see me, say hi. But we're going to make our predictions. Also this weekend, join Warren and Alex for a post-show I'll be doing some sort of edited post-show uh, after the fact. Well, let's get into it. Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara. I think Sammy Guevara is going to win this. I love his character. His character is very reminiscent. <laughs> I don't know if you've... Uh, I'm sure you have seen Pineapple Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the jock who is trying to be friendly in in, in that <laughs> is, it's that's Sammy Guevara, and he plays it so well. The undercover dick. And I think this is going to be used to help establish him.
1: Yeah, I mean, everything I know about Sammy Guevara is uh, he's incredibly entertaining to watch. And certainly a guy you would want to build with his first match and, and your first big show. Yeah, I'm definitely going with him.
0: Best friends, which is Chucky T and Beretta against an outstanding combination that they put together. Jack Evans and Helico. And Helico was one of my favorite things about the first season of Lucha Underground. Jack Evans was the reason I got interested in independent wrestling. I think that they're going to use this as a way to get the best friends, Chucky e. T and Beretta just livid because they wanted not in the battle Royal mm-hmm. and they got put against these guys. I think they get beat and they get mad at maybe the young bucks for booking this. Uh, what says you Alex?
1: Um, uh, I'm, I'm never gonna go against An and Helico and Jack Evans. Those guys. Those guys, as you said, um, uh, their time on Lucha Underground, they they made me super fans of both dudes. Um, so yeah, I'm I think that your your reasoning for why certainly makes sense to me, but I'm not gonna pick against those two guys. Those two guys are, blew my mind watching Lucha Underground the first season.
0: We have Aja Kong, Sakazaki, and Sakura against Sheeta. Riho and Mizunami. I feel like they'll go with Aja Kong winning and maybe even getting the victory. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think people are a little more familiar with her. Yeah. Interesting stat three people from 1995 WWF (laughs) booked on this show, two from 1996 WCW. Wow. Because glacier is also on this show in the battle. Why not? <laughs> but uh, I, I think Aja Kong is going to get the win.
1: Yeah, Aja, Aja Kong uh, would be my pick too, just because I feel like again uh, the familiarity, people are like, oh my god, I remember her, kind of a thing, w- will actually help. You know, again, you're trying to build an audience, so that can be part, of, a major part of why you're doing stuff. But yeah, I would, I would go with that way too.
0: Also, if she can perform at a high level, I don't know how consistently she would want to compete in the States, but I think she could kind of be their PCO and in that, in that regard. I mean, uh, she's a far way off from, from, I don't know. She's not that far. I think she's about three years age difference, but Mm. man, guys, I'm telling you, go, go back and watch some for 1995 WWF stuff. Even like she throws some spinning back fists that are just brutal. We have Dustin Rhodes versus Cody. Now, when this feud happened, this was well before we ever did a show together. It didn't get paid off the right way. No, it didn't. They have subsequently rebuilt this in a wonderful way. Cody Rhodes capitalizing off of the emotion that the Attitude Era conjures up and him saying, you know what? I'm sick of being compared to that shit. Yeah, I'm sick of being compared to my brother. I want to kill that more than I want to kill my brother. That was real good. That was amazing promo work. I think that Cody wins this.
1: Oh, yeah I mean that's 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 the only way to go I think um I, I think it's gonna be a, re- a just this feels like it could be a really brutal brawl type of thing um uh uh yeah and I I just uh, you're right I watched that promo and I was like see now you vince you really had this guy you know tricking <laughs> around backstage in the makeup and being the Stardust guy and you didn't you didn't realize that he had this in him because this guy's that promo that turn that all the doubts that I had of Cody Rhodes you know still being is he really that no he's that because that promo just blew my mind that was so so well put together so well written and so well executed loved it I'm, I'm really looking forward to this match I think most of more than anything else on the show
0: quit scratching out we can hear you triple a world tag team championships young bucks versus the lucha brothers i would really much rather see actual aew championships the triple a championships don't mean anything to me because they're running this bat match match back a couple weeks later so yeah i I think the young bucks will probably win the lucha brothers will win them a couple weeks later
1: yeah probably something like that um this this is going to be a, a barn burner uh, i love the lucha bros um i mean i i guess i could i could i could pick the lucha bros just because i think i picked everything that you've picked so far um but i think it's going to be a great match uh this this may even wind up being a a non-finish because they as you said they're going to run this match back, match back in a couple of weeks
0: i don't think they'll do a non-finish all right I don't think after all the chatter, which we'll talk about now, about yeah, Neville yeah. Pox' creative issues. That's true. Hangman Page, without an opponent, they haven't announced if he'll continue to wrestle or anything. If they do have a mystery opponent, who do you think it will be? Speculation, not us reporting anything. My God.
1: I mean, Tama said he wants to. So <laughs> do a mean, little
0: trade ski there. Chris yeah. Jericho for Tama Tonga. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, I, I think. Don't know think john moxley would be a good one
1: well i mean yeah he would i mean he'd be he'd be he'd be perfect <laughs> but i don't know if they have that in their back pocket the idea that like we'll talk about this i mean the that uh old ty dillinger um who's now back to being sean spears his his 90-day no compete runs out like 48 hours before um for uh this this event so um i i I mean, he certainly would have enough cachet among the the, the hardcore fans that he might he might have been an an option, but they they I don't think so. They announced him in the um in the battle royal.
0: Ross Gould, uh, thank you for the super chat. He says, any word on the surprise AEW signings? Nope. Besides the fact that they surprised Brandon Cutler by signing him. Speaking of the casino battle royal, there's it's convoluted right now because it's new. But I'm open to seeing how it lands. You draw a deck of cards. There's a few groups of five that come out. Sunny Kiss, Brandon Cutler, Ace Romero, Glacier, Brian Pillman Jr., Sunny Days, MJF, Joey Janela. I don't know if best friends are still in it. Dustin Thomas, Jungle Boy, Nakazawa, Private Party, Luchasaurus, Sean Spears. The winner gets a future AEW title shot. Who do you see winning this one, or will it be a surprise entrant?
1: Uh. my money would be on a surprise entrant because I feel like you could really build something with this. Um, of the people you mentioned, I think MJF has the most to gain and, and like trajectory in the company. So
0: I, guess- I, I agree with you. I've got MJF. If it is someone in there, a surprise entrant. Otherwise three-way match, Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray. I think the smart thing to do would be to build Britt Baker as your franchise. Yeah, and build Nyla Rose as the, the physical dominating monster of the division. So maybe have Britt steal one, or both of them take out Nyla and Kylie gets pinned. Three really good pillars of this division.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I, I I I think you can have um, maybe Britt. Looks like she's about to win by pinning Kyla Ray, and then uh, um, Nyla... Uh, steals the pin, like not seal it, but like just wrecks Brett, uh, Brett, um, and, and moves on from there. I think that that's your major rivalry. So anyway, that that works. Um, I think that, um, yeah, one of them, I think that that whatever comes out of this, it's a trajectory for those two moving forward.
0: SCU versus the OWE combination of Shima, L. Lindemann and T Hawk. I kind of think they'll put over the OWE connection. First, I think that makes sense. SCU are kind of bulletproof, especially as a trio. And you don't want too many of the, of the guy. I, I think you have to put over the, the partnership. You have to let these people know that, hey, this is a, this is a group worth paying attention to.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. That, that, that makes perfect sense to me. The OW connection is important. And then finally,
0: Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Does Jericho get a win because he's he's there and he's under contract and it's not like you got to put him over just to do it?
1: It's a tough one. It is a tough one. It is a tough one. I mean, he's
0: um, not he's not a short term thing like the no, New Japan not.
1: deal. No, and I, I mean a lot of it might be like you, you know to 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 prove that you know the the people from from you know from Vince's stable are here and here to stay. Uh, we're not some fly by night thing. Uh, this guy that you know, um, yeah, I mean that's that's the reason for it. On the other hand, I mean Kenny is a, a major, you know, uh, draw f- for this company, uh, and 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 putting him over might be a smart thing to do. Either way, this one's really tough, but I'm probably gonna go with Jericho.
0: I am too. I, I think it'll be Jericho. You know what feels weird talking about actual AEW cards? Yeah, that is weird. We've, we've talked about All In and AEW and all this stuff, and it crept up on us. I mean, I'm going in. I'll be in a hotel in 24 hours getting ready to stay, and I forgot to even put this in the preview. It was that, that we were making predictions. <laughs> like, it's that it's it's here. All Elite Wrestling is here. We'll have a show next month, the preview, with Fight for the Fallen. We're going to. It's It's here. It's just so weird to think. It really is. Logan Hollingsworth, uh, thank you for the super chat. Says worst thing about Braun's reduced push: no more dueling Braun impressions every podcast.
1: <laughs> that is a weird thing too. Like I'm assuming he's just going to win a bit in that 50 man battle royal. At uh, I'm going to win
0: it. I'm going to win it. Sands of time, <laughs> and then I'm going to win the 24 seven championship because I like green belts.
1: Yeah, that, that Mountain Dew belt they gave him at the first one, that was that was something that they definitely used again. Logan, um,
0: Logan also it, says, but at least I get to hear sounds of time every uh, two weeks. No, I'm sorry. You get to hear that for the next nine years of the sound. <laughs> <day. laughs> that's true. Uh, that's what we're calling every <laughs> single event from now
1: Everything, on. Everything, because this, this is the thing, is I think they're just going to call all of these things super showdowns no matter where yeah. they where they are so um uh yeah i'm sorry there are everything that happens in the desert is always going to be sands of time from here until the end of time
0: and i mean if they're not gonna brand that we sure as fuck are we,
1: we really should it's gotta be a t-shirt we gotta copyright that crap pardon my
0: language i was told that it's unprofessional if i curse yeah <laughs> on, on <laughs> that's a thing yeah oh man andrew trolling you in the live chat over the Bucks. well yeah
1: listen this is the second time all year that they've lost two games in a row they've never lost three games in a row so they're going to win game five but it's a best of three series the toronto is the second best team in all of basketball in the regular season first best team the bucks these guys have a rivalry i always thought i was going to go seven.
0: Guys, programming note, Jimmy has informed me we are going to try to go live for Listen, Your Boy, this week. Since we moved to the new media room, it's been a wreck, but uh, we're still going to try it for you guys. But the Fightful Report podcast on Fightful Select on Wednesday is probably going to be one of the most must-listen ones. I have a lot of insight on on some things. Uh, I recorded the Q&A show. It will release Thursday, but how about this? I'm going to give uh, fightful.com viewers a free preview of a Q&A show next week after Double or Nothing. So I'm essentially doing three weeks back to back. This week on Select, next week on Fightful, the following week on Select. Kind of see, uh, show you guys what you're what you're missing out on on Select. But if you want to check it out, we have a full playlist of Fightful Select content for free. Uh, we have an Unbreakable TNA Unbreakable 2005 review. We have a dark match commentary. We have a lot of the two Oh five live stuff, just a lot of neat stuff. And we've made organizing those podcasts even easier. Uh, You can go back over dozens of Q and a shows, uh, over a dozen retro reviews, lots of good stuff there. Alex,
1: what do you got going on this week? I'm looking forward to, uh, to doing the um, double or nothing show with uh, Mr. Warren Hayes. Um, I'm, I'm, I I, w- I will say I'm a little a little a little more nervous about the Bucks after tonight, but I'm looking forward to that game on Thursday. That should be a good one. The, the the home fans have never let the Bucks down so far. So,
0: well, you know what, the Canadians pay you. So that's true. There you go, guys. Thank you all so much. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Uh, share our content. That's the best way to uh, get us out there and help us out. Thank you guys so much. You all mean the world to us. We're out.